0: Hello, 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 and welcome to the 8th episode of Mixed Media Reviews Season 2. My name is Kelsey, and today I'll be talking about a TV show. This week's TV show is the Netflix original The Sandman. Um, I knew that Neil Gaiman was involved, (laughs) and that's pretty much it. Uh, No, I knew also that it was based off the DC comic of the same name, and then I kind of was aware that the character Lucifer came from this show, um, the character from the show Lucifer is the same Lucifer, although it's not really the same because, like, nothing about that show is the same, but this is kind of like the origin of that character. Um, and yeah, I, I guess I had heard some good things about it beforehand, but I did not really know anything about the specifics of what this show was about, or who even was really in it. and that, yeah, and that's pretty much it. From Rotten Tomatoes, the summary is as follows. When the Sandman, aka Dream, the cosmic being who controls all dreams, is captured and held prisoner for more than a century, he must journey across different worlds and timelines to fix the chaos his absence has caused. Not going to lie, that summary sounds kind of boring, um, but I promise the show was anything but. Today's episode won't really have any spoilers, I don't think, besides maybe naming some characters and the actors who portray them, otherwise I'm going to try to keep it very vague and not really go into too much detail. I know I said the summary <laughs> sounded boring, but I actually really liked the show. I will mention that I have not read any of the comics, so none of this will be about how well it relates to the source material or how well it got adapted or any comparisons or anything like that. Though I have heard that it was rather similar, including some scenes that have almost like a direct parallel to scenes in the comic. So that sounds really cool since that's not something we get very often when there's an adaptation of a book or a comic or anything else. So let's start with the characters. I really liked pretty much all of the characters. I thought Dream was super cool. Uh, and while I have heard some critiques of his voice, like it's Batmany or something, um, I think the whole point of his voice was supposed to be more kind of like a soft and lullaby, like have a lullaby-like quality to it, because um, he's supposed to be, you know, dream, so he's supposed to kind of lull you into a slumber, and I think, uh, maybe that's why people might think, uh, he sounded weird or had a weird deep voice or something, but I think that was the point of it. Um, and while maybe, maybe people will argue whether or not Tom's, uh, Tom Sturridge, I think is how you say his name, accomplished that to me, I think it did feel very dreamlike and it did feel very, um, like soft and deep and just kind of like he would, that would be a good ASMR voice. I think of lulling you off to sleep. (laughs) Is that how you say that? Lulling you off? Um, probably not, (laughs) but that's okay. Uh, but yeah, I thought he had a very gentle voice that felt very soothing, and you know, he didn't really slur his words, but they still felt like they flowed together really well, and that kind of song-like quality to them, I don't know, I, th- I liked his voice, I don't you know, know that there are people out there that did not, and overall, I think he felt very otherworldly and very dreamlike. His appearance, uh, the way he moved and spoke, I thought it all... Kind of led the credence to the fact that he is Dream. I also really love Jenna Coleman's character. Uh, she plays Johanna Constantine. She was so wonderful. Um, I love her, of course, from Doctor Who. And of course later on uh, in the, I think in the bonus episode, we got some Arthur Darville and David Tennant, so it's always fun when Doctor Who cast shows up together, even if you know, they weren't all in the same episode the bonus part had like two parts. So Arthur Darville was in one and David Tennant was in the other part. Also, another aside to my aside is that I loved that in that first part with David Tennant, Georgia Tennant was in it and she like kind of plays, you know, the partner of David Tennant. Uh, And then also Martin Sheen was apparently in the episode too. So super cute when they're, you know, together. Uh, but yeah, so I really liked Jenna Coleman's character. I thought it was fun that she, you know, was Johanna Constantine instead of John Constantine. Um, I thought another piece, uh, that happens trying to stay vague here that (laughs) with her character was really interesting. And I'm really hoping we find out more about what that was about. Um, but I liked that she was, you know, Kike, and just a cool lady, just fighting demons and stuff like you would expect of a Constantine. Uh, I also really loved Patton Oswalt as Matthew the Raven. I loved Gwendolyn Christie as Lucifer. She was truly outstanding, and honestly, I think she's born to play Lucifer in, like, the nicest way possible. Um, I also love Lucienne the Corinthian, which was hilarious to me because I just kept picturing the column, the Corinthian column capital. Um, I liked Rose Walker. I I genuinely thought that every single character was just so well thought out and had these nice rich backstories that we could really kind of dive into. Um, and they also had a pretty good amount of screen time to where I felt like I knew every character you know, fairly well except for Death um, which I'll talk about more later. I wish... I really wish that she was in just every episode because I love Kirby Howell-Baptiste. She was in Veronica Mars and The Good Place. She's freaking amazing. <laughs> um, I'll talk about this a little bit later again, but I really liked every character and I thought all of them were just really, like every actor did a really good job. Every character had, you know, great storylines and it was all just really well done. Uh, visually, I think the show did really well. I heard that that's why the budget was so crazy, was basically for all the visual effects. Um, and I, I really loved the different worlds that they traveled to. I loved how freaking creepy Corinthian was, especially when he took his glasses off. Um, I loved how they showed Dream's powers and everybody else's powers. It was all just visually super cool looking, um, I liked, I thought it had great shots of, the, of like the characters, of the scenes, of the horizons, I don't know, like landscapes. <laughs> it was all just really well done from, you know, special effects to the way it was shot to how everyone was styled and the, the scenes and the uh, environments that they were in. I just really liked all of how it looked visually. I also thought the writing was really great, the story was well done. Um, I loved that I, in general, I love when we get like different stories happening at once and then they all converge together at the end. So this was a great example of that, um, doing it in a way that didn't confuse me overly. Like Game of Thrones has probably too many (laughs) of those plot points and it always took me forever to remember a character's name. And of course it was just when they finally were killed off, um, So yeah, so I think Sandman did a really good job of having those different kind of stories and timelines um, going at the same time, but then converging in a nice way. You know, we kind of got these snippets of each story and everything was, again, like happening at once. And I liked just seeing how the different parts were going to overlap and how they eventually do overlap. And it was a really fun kind of trying to figure it all out. I also really loved... Pretty much like everything about the show, which honestly isn't really a surprise when you have someone like Neil Gaiman working so closely on a project. It was fairly face-past show. Whoa, what? It's a fairly fast-paced show <laughs> with lots of drama and really interesting characters. I enjoyed this show from the second I put it on to the ending of the show. So you may be wondering, after all that, uh, what I didn't like about this show. Uh, well, I'll tell you that I didn't like a few things. Uh, number one is that it might not get a season two because Netflix never likes finishing what they started. As of now, they still have not announced a season two, uh, although Neil Gaiman has said that the script is, like, ready to go. Although, they said that with Julie and the Phantoms, and look where we are. I'm on my millionth watch, and it still hasn't been picked up anywhere. <laughs> Um, cause again, you know, they like to take wonderful shows over there at Netflix and then just tease us with the season and then leave us hanging, not officially canceling it. Just let it sit there for forever. And it's the worst. So get your act together, Netflix, cause it's annoying. Um, so based on that, the rest of the section may or may not be fair. Cause a lot of my critiques are more about, um, not getting enough of or wanting a little bit more of something, which when we only have one season and it's not a, supposed to be a self contained season, I don't know how fair these critiques are, but I'll say them anyway. As I said earlier, I loved Death so much and I wish we could have seen her more, but not just because I love the actress who portrays her, but I think she had such an interesting character. Um, Such a sad and interesting story as well. And I really loved seeing her and her interactions with Dream. It was cute that there were these, you know, little siblings. And it's obvious that they were very close siblings. Um, And I, yeah, I really just loved that that episode, we just kind of follow her in her daily life of what she does. Um, And it was just so beautiful, you know, in in a sad way, uh, watching her do what she does and seeing that she just kind of has to accept what she does, and that is what, she, you know, it sucks, but it's a part of life. <laughs> um, and yeah, so hopefully if we get another season, I really hope we get to see more of her. Uh, and the same could also be said about his other siblings, though so obviously they were setting it up for us to see more of, uh, I believe, Desire and Despair, which I didn't mention it in the part that I liked uh, portion, but I did really like that all the siblings have a name that starts with a D, <laughs> Like... That's perfect. Tons of parents do that, so I love it. Um, But yeah, I wish we saw more of those other siblings, and I I hope that as we go that we get to. If not, I will probably be picking up these comics because they seem freaking wonderful. Uh, What else? I also wish that there was maybe a little bit more character development from Dream. I mean, we certainly get some with him becoming, and this could be perhaps spoiler or just... It's obvious that this is going to happen, um, but we certainly get to see him becoming, maybe I'll say, kinder uh, over time. And maybe this is just the sappy girl in me, <laughs> but I wish we saw more about like his personal life, I guess. Um, so maybe character development isn't really what I'm after. Maybe it's more just getting to know who Dream was and is you know, whose besties are, whose past love interests are. I mean, you finally get a bit more and it's, you know, in a bonus episode, you know, it's that second part of the bonus episode that we get a little bit more of the history behind Dream's character and it's not in the main story. So I kind of wish we got a little bit more of that backstory, but again, like, is that a fair critique of something that's only had one, uh, one season? Probably not. Um, but yeah, so things I'd like to see going forward, perhaps I should name this section. Besides that, I don't think there's really anything else for me to say. Uh, I have certainly seen some comments about it being too liberal or something with so many characters being not straight, but honestly, like, who cares? We have had, we've had like decades of television where every single character's been straight, so even if we had a show where every character is something other than straight, like, okay, I, let's do that. <laughs> like, I don't think it has to have a, an agenda, I think we can just have characters that are not straight and they just exist because that is how the world works. And they don't need to have a purpose to be gay or bi or pan or whatever just to be there in the story, you know, like, we can have characters who just are who they are and if we have a lot of characters who are not straight because of whatever then sure let's do that (laughs) you know um i mean again straight relationships have like dominated our media for like forever so it's okay if it's not in the spotlight in every single show or movie or book or comic or whatever we can certainly get over it or like don't watch it if that's not your thing (laughs) Anyway, um, I really hope there is a second season. If not, I, again, may have to venture into the DC side of the comic book store, which will break my heart, but I will do it for this show (laughs) and for Neil Gaiman (laughs) Um, because I really liked the world that he's created, and I'm really interested in Dream and his siblings and the world and everything else that is happening that we didn't get answers to in the show so far. And there you have it. Those are my thoughts on the Netflix original, The Sandman. Thank you so much for joining me. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Mixed Media Reviews Podcast. Please leave me a comment to let me know if you agreed, disagreed, or if you have any suggestions. You can also find me anywhere you find your podcasts, probably. Please join me next week where I'll be talking about three movies. Yes, you heard it, three. I uh, will be talking about the Marvel movies Doctor Strange in the, multitude, in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, Thor, Love and Thunder, and then I'll be also talking about Sony's Morbius. Yes, that sounds like a lot, but it's going to be fine, probably. Don't worry about it. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Bye!